Hello everyone, welcome to the Trishot Games Cast. Each and every week, friends gather around to talk about the games we've been playing and the things going on in our lives. Today, I'm going to be Justin. Hi, I'm I'm hot. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, poor choice of words. And today we also have Ben. Combo breaker. Sorry. So Justin's joining us until the the twister comes. Yeah, well, Bill Paxton's going to come to his house. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's dead. Um, don't remind <laughs> me, he lives on in spirit. Yes. Uh, he wasn't in that movie. Yes, he was. The spirit? Oh, the spirit? No, no. <laughs> I was like, like, are you saying Bill Paxton? Did I? Was my childhood? Did I have a Sephiroth? A- I do regularly get, get Bill... <clears throat> I'm... No, it's Bill Pullman. I think yeah, I regularly. I was gonna say I regularly get him and Bill Pullman. They look confused. so much alike. They really are. And they their did. names are similar. They play similar roles. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Bill it's Pullman. Weird. God damn it! Now that I'm wrong in the our Kong versus our King Kong. But I think they're both dead. I I know I know Paxton's passed away. I I know Paxton passed away. Um, but I don't know about Bill Pullman. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, this is a great movie. Go watch it. Yeah. So. Uh, I assume we're going to do, like, games and stuff, but uh, we had to deal with a tornado coming through the area uh, Wednesday night. Well, technically Thursday. It was, like, we hold, we held up in the basement, which, you know, great, we have a basement now, um, about 11.30 until, like, 12.30, 12.40, something like that, uh, when they gave the all-clear. But we were down there for about an hour, like, uh, wedged in a bathroom with the cats, and... Um, the internet and everything went out. Like we still had power, but like, and my uh, my service was working. Like I was texting my mom because she was in her basement with her cat too, um, and I was trying to kind of get the updates from her because we didn't have internet. And then like everything died, so I didn't have service or internet. So I was just like waiting it out the last like twenty thirty minutes, Jeez. just wondering like what was happening. Um, you know, in this tiny bathroom with lights, but that's it. And so, like, finally, the service basically came back with the all-clear alert. Um, like, everything came back at once. It was really weird. So it's like maybe the tornado, like, wiped out, like, just the signal in the area. And then, like, it passed and everything came back. It felt like a movie moment, you know? Um, but, yeah, we are fine. Everything is fine over here. I actually went out the next morning and, like, our whole neighborhood is untouched. Um, it's, like, it's not... Nothing about this is funny, but... Um, it was kind of funny because I got out, like, to go to my car, and I had a, um, like, a cap from some, like, a, uh, like, a spray foam or something like that on the patio table, um, and I, like, as I was walking out to my car, I saw that it was still sitting exactly where I left it, so I was like, alright, I guess if that's still there, we haven't been touched. Um, but... Yeah, uh, we went out today to go get to run some errands and stuff because we've been off work. Uh, they they declared a state of emergency, so um, a lot of people have been off work or can't get to their work or their work is destroyed, like, you know, various reasons. Um, so we wanted to get out today and get some errands done, and it was, like, hard to get where we wanted to go because between, like, tornado damage, which wasn't really in our path, um, and flood damage, which is, like, everywhere, like, main roads just are covered in water and you can't go through them <laughs> just randomly too. turn around don't it'll drown like, yeah it'll be uh like just a, a whole parking lot is underwater and like the road leading to that parking lot is underwater so like you just have to go to the next road over 
kind of like wrap around the flood and then go to where you want to go. Um, because this is a very hilly city. So you just get those kind of, you know, those like uh, pools, I guess, mm-hmm. where yeah. everything goes. And then you have the high, like the hills. Um, is it valleys? Are valleys like the, the deep parts? Yeah. Whatever. I'd say that. Okay. Hills and valleys. Yeah. Um, so it's really random, like what's closed and what's not. But it was a kind of an ordeal. We had to go out of our way just to get back to where we wanted to be. Um, so yeah, I definitely understand why they want people to stay home right now because it's a mess. Um, but I spent most of yesterday just like watching like the the news coverage and like looking at pictures and videos people had taken on Facebook and just being kind of sad because um, this is my home. Um, but it's also been really like really awesome to see the community come together. Um, and like you know, there was like goodwill and things like that were uh, offering shelter and clothes and things like that to people that had lost everything. Um, my cousin works for the uh, the vet, and she said that you know like any anyone that's missing animals, like let us know. We've you know we found a lot. We we've heard a lot. Um, we can help you find your lost pets. You know, come here for, like for uh, for shelter. You know, bring like we are pet friendly here. Uh, come here if you have nowhere else to go like all kinds of stuff has been happening and it's really cool um actually like i mean right now i've I've got the weather pulled up um because there's apparently another tornado coming through tonight um and i can see like record blading record breaking floods inundate parts of central u.s like as as far as the trending news and like there's about stuff about the tornadoes and um uh my city was trending on twitter and like was on national news, and I'm like, wow. of course, this is the thing that makes us famous, like yep. a devastating tornado. <laughs> the last <laughs> devast, like this is the worst tornado the the central like Central America area has had um, since the one in Joplin. Do you speak Spanish? <laughs> I was trying to think of how else to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Central United <laughs> Just States. Just say mid- guess, the Midwest. The, yeah, Midwest. Whatever. <laughs> The worst tornado that's come to the Midwest Hola, since the last sí. one Estoy that Dios. also that also hit Missouri <laughs> the, is the point. So it really sucks that we seem to be the beacon for terrible tornadoes. Well, tornado. Well, you're not. I'm trying to think. You're technically not in Tornado Alley. I don't think you no. are. It's like on the outskirts, but like you can still just because of how that because we got hit with a little bit that that front. Not much. Mm-hmm. You guys got the brunt of it, but like it's just the way it curved up. Yeah. Because I mean, we got like crazy storms. Like it was, I had been working most of last week on weatherproofing our screened-in patio, and so this is kind of the test of that. Um, it failed, but it did a lot better than it used to. So I'll take that as a win. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would have been really upset if like we just moved here, got a new house, and then a tornado ripped it apart. Like a lot of people did lose everything. I'm not trying to discount, you know, like I'm not like bragging or anything, but um, we we're very lucky. So yeah, that's kind of been part of my my attention uh, these last few days is just dealing with the aftermath of that, mm-hmm. um, and you know, counting our blessings. Yeah. Um, but as far as gaming stuff, back to that, um, I actually haven't like, despite having the last two days off, I haven't really played much because we've been working on the house. Figure you know, if you're getting paid days off, you might as well spend some money on the house, get get a little net neutral activity, you know. Um, not net neutrality, net neutral. Like, as in spending the money that you would have earned. <laughs> um, and 
Uh, so most of my gaming stuff was earlier in the week, but uh, the main thing I want to talk about, like I, I played some more Hyrule Warriors. It's still great, whatever. Um, there's some new like Lingle missions, which are kind of cool. Uh, but there's nothing that different. Um, but the main thing I wanted to talk about is the Mario Kart Tour closed beta, uh, the new mobile Mario Kart game that's coming out. Um, the beta is still going on for a few weeks, so I'll continue to report on it. But so far, like we can't take pictures or video or anything on it. But as far as I know, there's no like proper embargo. Um, so, you know, if we find out afterwards that there is, I guess we can cut this. But plenty of news, uh, news places have been covering it and like linking to other people's videos. Like we're not allowed to take videos and stuff, but we can't stop you from watching these. So I think it's okay. But um, it's mobile Mario Kart. Like, it's about as authentic Mario Kart as you can get on a mobile device. Um, there's a few weird things about it. Like, it is in portrait mode, like pretty much all of uh, Nintendo's other games. Um, I guess they really like that idea of being able to play with one hand, which I'll admit there's a novelty to that. It's always kind of weird if you have to, like, turn your phone and, like, you know... If you're at work or something, you have to pretend like you're not doing something, obviously, like watching a video or playing a game on your phone. Whereas in Portrait, you can just, like, oh, yeah, okay, what do you want? And then, like, you know, you're just scrolling or whatever. Because people have downtime, you know. But when you're just sitting there playing a game, it's pretty obvious you're playing a game. Um, but the Portrait mode, like, some people have been complaining about it. I don't mind it, honestly. Uh, because you do get more kind of, like, you know, road view. Um, you can, like, see what's ahead of you. And you don't really need the stuff on the sides because that's just scenery. So, like, the graphics are a little more simplistic. I'd say it's, like, it's HD 3DS graphics, if that makes sense. So, like, it's that kind of, like, simplistic uh, uh, landscapes, like, less polygons, things like that. But, like, it's very smoothed out and uh, and high-def looking. Um, but... Yeah, you don't need a lot of the landscape stuff. That's just extra processing power that you can put towards other things. So I don't mind it at all. The only time it's kind of weird is when you're like drifting, for example, um, and the the camera kind of pans to like what you're the direction you're drifting toward, but you're trying to like see around a corner, and you can't see the corner. You can only see the the direction. Um, but that's kind of rare, and most likely if you're doing cool drifts, you know the tracks pretty well already. Um, there's some weird stuff like the uh, the people people have already been complaining about the uh, like pay to win aspects of the game, like you know the the microtransaction stuff. Um, I don't really mind that because right now you can't spend real money in the game because it's a beta, and I'm sure the progress will be uh, wiped. But it does seem a little bit um, predatory, I guess you could say. Because there's like five different kinds of currency in the game, which is a little hard to keep track of. Um, and the biggest problem I have with it is all of the timers. Uh, I've said before I hate timers in, in games more than I hate microtransactions. Because you're basically telling someone, I don't want you to play this game for too long. Which is not something you want to do with the game. So uh, you have hearts, which are basically the amount of time, the amount of races you can do. And it maxes out at five, which I think is kind of weird. Because if you like, if you get some as a reward for, uh, for like the the essentially the loot boxes in the game, um, you usually get five of them. But if you have five already, the, you just don't get anything. Like they should stack. 
Um, if that's going to be a reward, they give out. And there's also uh, the the cups aren't really like you know mushroom, flower, star, whatever. They're named after characters. Um, and generally, there's like there's a track that's kind of focused around that character. And then there's two other random ones. And then the last track is like a <clears throat> a challenge. Um, so I had one that was like drift through all of the gates and uh, actually a pretty fun one that was a, um, a gliding challenge. So you had to stay afloat for however long, like kind of some cool stuff, actually. But each time you beat a cup, the next one unlocks with a timer. So if you, if, it, if you beat the last cup too quickly, you might have a timer before you can actually play the next one that you already opened, which is kind of weird. And like there's no currency or anything to speed that up and get you closer to the next cup. So it's just telling you, nah. You're done. Which I don't get. Um, aside from that, like, beating cups, uh, or beating races, I should say, gets you stars. And every, like, ten stars or so, uh, you get a some kind of, like, reward box. Um, and it's random, but it's usually, like, uh, some kind of currency or a uh, part for your vehicle or something like that. Um... And then there's also, I forget what they're called, they're like crystals or something. Um, and those are the things that like you just are, are your currency, like your paid currency. Um, so when you get five of those, you can, uh, pull the pipe, I think is what it's called, which is less dirty than it sounds. Um, and that's how you like get the stuff in the game. It's kind of a gotcha mechanic. Um, and that's where the game gets kind of weird. Uh, because you, you get to the amount of stars you get based on your overall score at the end of the race, not necessarily your position alone. Um, so like you can get first place and not get all of the stars in a race because you maybe just didn't get enough points. Um, and those points come from yes, first place, but also like the amount of coins you get in the race and like the amount of uh, enemies you hit with, uh, with, um, Items and things like that. Sorry, I'm very tired. Um, and also weird things like which uh, which stuff you take into the race. So that's where it gets really complicated. That's where the gotcha mechanic also comes in. Um, you go into each race with a you know racer of your choice, a cart of your choice, and a glider of your choice. Um, but certain ones of those are more catered to certain races. And each one has its own point score. So, like, you might take a 400-point Mario into a race, um, but you have, like, a, you know, 500-point Toad or something like that. But the Mario is actually catered to that race, uh, so, like, he gets, like, better stuff. So, like, if it's, you know, if it's a... Um, uh, you might, like, start with a Mushroom or something because you chose the character that, like is focused on that race. Or, like, with carts, you might get more speed boosts. Like, you might go faster when you hit a speed boost because you picked the the car that is fit for that race. Things like... Weird things like that. But you're sacrificing points to get a benefit in the race to give you make you more likely to get first place. So it's, like... It's just kind of a strange use of the, like, customizable, you know, carts and things like that mechanic because you're not really just picking what you like the most you're picking the optimal choice to beat the race. And so it makes it a little impersonal. Um, but one cool thing that I actually really like about this game, and I hope they bring in future ones, is 
Um, aside from just like pulling the pipe uh, to get new stuff at random, um, you can also buy a limited amount of things in like the the shop with coins that you get from the races. Um, so it actually gives you incentive to run around and try to get as many coins as possible. Because yeah, they give you speed boosts, but also you get a running tally of how many you have from the entire time you've played, and you might you know some of the things in the shop might be like two to five hundred coins. Like it's a lot. But you also get coins as rewards for completing races and those challenges I was talking about and things like that. Um, and they actually serve a purpose. It's not just something in race. Or like in Mario Kart 8 where it's like, you got 500 coins. Here, have a randomly decided upgrade. Where it's just kind of like a thing that happens. Like This is actually you go into a shop and spend your coins. Which seems like something they should have had a long time ago. Um... Yeah, as far as the actual game itself, like I said, it's it's mobile Mario Kart. Uh, the controls are a little funky because you are doing everything with one hand. So uh, you automatically accelerate um, and you turn by just kind of like moving your finger left to right. Um, the, the further you move from the median, the more, you know, the more you steer. Um, you can also set up gyro aim, gyro steering, but that's kind of funky in portrait mode. Um, I tried it. It's it's a little too sensitive for me. Um, plus, you can still do like the the finger moving at that point. So you're kind of like combining like a little bit of gyro with also turning yourself, and it's just a weird mix. Um, you throw things by just tapping on the item on the screen, uh, like the you know the thing trailing behind you, not the box up at the top. Um, and you can throw shells and things in different directions by just kind of swiping in that direction when you hit the hit the item. Um, all feels very natural. Uh, the gliding, not gliding, uh, drifting is kind of weird. Uh, because like I said, it auto accelerates and all you're doing is, is setting the turn. So it also kind of auto drifts on your turn. Like maybe a second or two into your turn, it starts the drift. You can turn on manual drifting, but then basically every time you turn, it automatically kicks in a drift because there's no button to activate it or anything. And it just makes your steering kind of weird. I think I prefer it, actually. But that's what I was talking about with the camera. It's kind of weird. Because the direct direction you're drifting isn't necessarily the direction you need to see. So you just kind of have to know where you're turning. And just lean into the drift. Uh, but you don't have to do it. And honestly, the auto drifting is perfectly fine. Sorry, I needed some water. Um... But the, the thing to note, at least as far as the beta is concerned, all of the tracks are remixes of past games, uh, which at this point is fine, because I don't expect a lot of original tracks in a mobile game, and they brought in some that haven't been remade before, which is also really cool, and they added some thing, like some of the newer stuff, because like I said, there's gliders, there's the, like the underwater stuff, uh, there's no gravity mechanics, at least so far, uh, it feels like kind of a mobile version of Mario Kart 7, but that's not a bad thing, that's a great game. Um, and I mean, all of the tracks are like fully there. It's just they are in portrait mode. So I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to explain the game because it really is just Mario Kart on mobile. And the only things to really nitpick are the like mobile elements that haven't been fully fleshed out because it's just a beta. So that's the kind of stuff they're probably trying to figure out how much things should cost and you know what currencies are good, that kind of thing. Um, 
The one thing that's kind of weird, again, it might be different in the, the proper game when it comes out, is you only race against computers, but they have, like, names that make you think that they're real people. So I'm honestly not sure if it's, like, racing against ghost data or if it's actually just computers. Um, but, yeah, there, it's only offline modes uh, currently. But that's pretty much it. Um, there's a coin rush mode where it's kind of like a tri- time trial, but you're collecting as many coins as you can. Um, but that's locked behind another currency, which is like the tickets like they had in like, uh, I think Super Mario Run and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, you have to have tickets to like get into that mode. And of course those probably cost money. Um, you also can spend like different kinds of tickets that you get as like rewards on upgrading your vehicles and things like that. Cause like I said, they all have point values. And the more you use them, the more like their kind of level raises and their point value increases. So it's just, there's a lot of weird systems in there that you kind of have to just like play it to understand. Um, but I dig it. Like I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's gotten to the point where I'm beating the cops too fast and it, you know, locks out the next one for like 10 minutes. So I just do one cup and then stop, which doesn't seem like the kind of thing that they would want to encourage. Um, and it takes kind of a long time to get into the game, so it's a little discouraging. But I wanted to at least play enough of it to be able to report on here, and I'm a, I'm a fan so far. So, yeah. Hopefully when that actually comes out, uh, we'll be able to like have some online modes and you know maybe be able to play together, because that'd be a super fun game, I think, to like just kind of play with people as you pass them, like, a, uh, like the Pokemon Go trainer battles. Um, I just go with someone, hey, you want to race? And you just connect your phones and go. Like, that'd be awesome. But if they don't do that, it's going to be kind of a missed opportunity with just the, the computer races and stuff. But, uh, I mean, do you guys have any questions about the beta or anything? What's up? I saw a cursed image of somebody having three blue shells. Can you explain that? That's, uh, that's, too, not, that's too much power. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I saw it, unless it was Photoshop. I saw somebody It's got to be a Photoshop. Okay. Come on. Because I was like... You're not supposed to be sharing pictures or videos of this game, okay. so... I might have been amazing, <laughs> but if that's the case, I'm never touching this if it comes to iOS. Well, there is... I guess there's a possibility for that. I haven't had any... See, shows. that's even wrong. But, well, no, I, I'm not saying it actually is a possibility, but the reason I preface that is because, uh, like I said, different, uh, different racers and things like that attached to the tracks have different benefits... And one of those is how many item slots you go into the race with. So, like, if you use a, a racer that's, like, you know, uh, specifically for that track, then you have three uh, three item slots. If you have one that's, like, buffed for that track, you have two, and any normal racers have one. Um, so, like, every time you hit an item block, you either have one, two, or three items fill in. So... I guess there's technically a chance you could get three <laughs> uh, blue shells. But whenever you get three of the same thing, it kind of acts like a slot machine where it throws you into a frenzy. And you just have a kind of a cooldown timer. And you can use whatever that item is as many times as possible. That's terrifying. So in that case, it would actually be like infinite blue shells. That's terrifying. <laughs> no, this game is canceled. I'm canceling this game. Uh, but you also, like, the single item can be like the three green shells, three blue shells... Or, sorry, three red shells. You got me on the blue shell kick now. Um, but what's weird is it shoots them all out at the same time. Okay. I don't really like that. Like, whenever you have the three green shells, it just, like, pew, all in, all at the same time. Does uh, it have a consistent frame rate from what you remember? Yeah. 
I mean, it would be as consistent as your phone's internet, I guess, technically. Or your phone's performance, I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. But I have a Pixel 3. I had no problems with it. Okay. Mine's probably chug, considering mine's my phone's on a model. And it's not on Android, so... Right. Uh, it's, it'll come to iPhone, too. But the debate is only on Android. Yeah. Which feels so good, by the way. We never get the exclusive stuff. No, didn't, like, Mario Run, or whatever the one was, come to Android first? I remember one of them came first. I don't think so. I think I that think was that, iPhone first. Yeah, I think that was iPhone first. Like, specifically, it was iPhone first. Oh, okay. I, that's right, because they had the conference. Now I'm remembering. My bad. Pokemon Go might have come to Android first, actually. Because I had it, like, I found, like, the uh, APK or whatever for it. Uh, or no, Mitomo. One of those. I, don't, I think I got both of them early. But I think one was exclusive. That's cool. I, I just, you know. I mean. Sorry. Um. I mean, I just if is if, if pink if pink gold peach is in there, then I'm happy. That's all I care about. I don't know yet. Okay. I think the only characters I have so far are like I. I got, oh, that's like, what I'm saying. Hypothetically, whenever the game yeah. fully releases. Um, like I said, you get you know, the crystals like let you pull the the pipe, and like at any given time, like for I think a two week span or something like that, there's a certain number of things in the pipe, and there's like some exclusive stuff that's like the rare you know the rare items that you might have a chance of getting. Um. And, like, right now, the rare thing is uh, Metal Mario. So it's very possible they'll have future, you know, like, they'll introduce future variations of things. And one would probably be Peach Gold, or Pink Gold Peach, but... Um, right, I think I only have, like, Mario, uh, Luigi, Toad, Roy, uh, Daisy or Peach, maybe? I don't remember. I did, like, a ten poll once. And just, like, got a bunch of stuff. So I, I can't remember what all I got there, but... There's, like, three characters in the poll. But that's that's pretty much it. I just kind of wanted to talk about that, because it's, you know, it's an exclusive thing. Alright, cool. Uh, ben, what have you been up to? Uh, play Mortal Kombat, and I think I've hit a wall. I, I, I think... Not not in a bad... I, I guess in a... But, like, I, I like just playing so many towers and grinding it out and, just like... I've gotten a lot of cool stuff, mind you, for the characters that I play, you know. Um, but I think once I hit like the uh, the character towers, where there are five different levels, and I hit Kung Lao's character level four, and you need um, ten perfect like it's just you need ten like t- there's three of them that are locked away. You need to have ten perfect round wins, which you can just go to the survivor and just do the set. It's very easy; you probably get that quickly. But it's just the and then like one of them is like ten crush twenty five crushing blows twenty five fatal blows even though you just did that in the previous tower it's just like I think I'm done for now you know I or if my, I'm maybe not done but maybe like one once a week you know where like I just 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 that day I play Mortal Kombat you know um, I don't think I'm gonna be playing it every day like I have been <clears throat> just because it's just I've like okay I've seen every I've fought every character I have uh, gotten most of the heads. In, uh, in in Mortal Kombat, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, the crypt. There's a section where the shrine of where the shrine of the uh, the statue of warriors from Mortal Kombat One is. Across from them, there's like these these uh, these uh, empty boxes, more loot boxes for you to unlock. And uh, to get those, you need to perform fatality X number of I think it's 25 fatalities plus brutalities on that specific character. And I've done like a third of the cast, and it actually unlocks. Uh, where you first start off in the crypt, 
Um, there's a room behind it, and it unlocks there too. And I got so, I got some pretty neat this stuff. Like I, I'm happy with like the katana outfits I've gotten, the kung laos, the, the katana. I already said katana. The jades. I actually like jade. I, I played a lot of her. I did her um, character tower and pl- took her to some of the towers. Those are those are. Fu- She's fun. She's not very creative, but I'm not creative either, so she worked out. Uh, plus, I got her maskless variation, her maskless, uh, so like she doesn't wear a mask. Um, that's a thing oh. you can get. Yeah, so she she's really pretty. Anyways, yeah. um, she's seen in the cutscenes without her mask, and, she? yeah, she is. But like that was like a month ago. I don't remember. <laughs> um, so I, I really want Katana's maskless, but that's like pure luck. Um, so we'll see if I get that at some point. Uh, so besides that, though, uh, a friend of mine, uh, gifted me not one, but two legacy collections. Uh, a friend of mine gifted me the Mega Man Legacy Collection pl- 1 plus 2. So I have that now. So now I have all 11 Mega Man games on one console. So that's pretty neat. Uh, I didn't really play any of them. Uh, I started up Mega Man 1 and then quickly turned it off because I said, nope, not in the mood. Because it just felt weird and not good. <laughs> It's a miracle that game got it. So that explains that game very well, actually. Yeah, um, I'll probably try it at some point. But you know, I I do like Mega Man Six. I'll probably re- revisit that. I never played Mega Man Four and Five, so maybe I'll play those and maybe I'll replay two again. I refuse to play three because fuck Doc Robot. Ugh. Anyways, um, and then three I has the best Robot Masters. No, he does, but it's so so st- the idea of Doc Robot is stupid. I'm sorry. Um, just like I beat the, I beat them. Let me go to fight Wily or whatever it was. No, I don't need more none of that. Um, then I popped in Legacy Collection two. I I played Mega Man eight because I love, I love Mega Man eight. Um, remember it's so fun. Uh, so I, yeah, thank you. Love it so good. <laughs> I love. I just love the music, like the the noise effects, the sound effects. Like that's just what I think of the PlayStation. Uh, only beat the first level and then stopped. I'll probably beat it at some point because I never actually beaten it. Um, the uh, ice. Have you gotten to the Wily stages before? No, because the 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 uh, I can't remember the Iceman state, the Ice person, its name in, in Mega Man Eight. Oh, yeah, I hate that gimmick. I just hate it so much. Um, yeah, it's not fun. So I've never okay. done it. I'm gonna well, try. I, I, I was going to say something, but I won't. Yeah, but I will say the Wily stages made me like that game less. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm sure I'll persevere. Um, so th- it's fun. It's fun. And also, I've never played Mega Man 9 or 10. Actually, correction. I have played a little bit of Mega Man 9, but it was a friend's copy, so I never beat it. So I'm looking forward to playing those because a lot of people like those. Um, so there's that. But the other collection he got me uh, was a code for the uh, Konami Castlevania. Well, not the Konami. The Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which uh, has Castlevania 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Castlevania, the two Castlevania games, one's called Belmont's Revenge, and the other one's just called Castlevania the Adventure, I think. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines was the Genesis version, and then Kid Dracula. The first one I immediately played was, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, because I never played that game. Uh, this is technically its first digital re-release ever. Like, it's never been re-released ever. Uh, and that's it's very it's it's weird like it plays like a technical Castlevania game. It's just it's nice it's it's nice to hear those Genesis twangs and just that that how it sounds like they nailed that perfectly fine. Um, I played as the the whip guy. Uh, I think his name is John Morris. He's not a Belmont technically, but I love the stages. I, I've I've beaten two stages. 
Um, I love how visual it is. It's so different than any other Castlevania that I played. You're not in Dracula's castle. Like you're traveling through Europe to stop this one lady who's trying to resurrect Dracula. Um, the music's great. Um, the second level, you're like in Italy, I think, and like there's this great illusion of water effect where you know you're running along and you're like over this flooded. I, I'm guessing it's a it's a, a, a lake or something or whatever, and you can see your mirror image, and it's just it's really cool. Like. You know, and it's just nice hearing those Genesis swings. Um, but I, out of curiosity, I uh, booted up Castlevania One because I've never played it. I've always been super intimidated by it, and rightfully so. It's a hard game, and I automatically hate it because and and I don't know if this is in the truth for like other Castlevania ports. Uh, in in on the Switch, you attack with the B button, and you jump with your Y button. Or the A button. And that's a problem because every time I want to jump, I press the B button because I'm conditioned to do that. Um, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, it is a me problem. But it's <laughs> like, and I was like, can I change the button layout? Nope, you can't. So it's, I'm not calling it bad. I'm just like, can't, why can't I remap the button controls? You know, let me, let my, let my B be my jump. And why be attacked? Because that's the default on Castlevania Genesis, and I'm pretty sure that's the default like on Super Castlevania Four. So, and I get that the NES only had two fucking buttons, but like, come on, man, button placement here. Uh, maybe they want me to play with one Joy-Con. Maybe that's it. Um, Konami doesn't think about things like this. Probably not. Um, but that being said, it is a pretty. I like how visually it looks. It's user interface. Um, you hear the 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 do, 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 the the cat the cast. I don't know what the actual track name is. Um, you get like little sneak. It gives you like the story whenever you select it. So that's pretty neat. Um, and then there's like a book in there, like a comprehensive book that has interviews, behind the scenes art. Uh, it's it's really cool. Like for twenty bucks, you know, for six Castlevania games, I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's eight. But it's and I never played, and then one of them never been released in America before. Although I would prefer that it was Rondo of Blood instead of Kid Dracula. If you're gonna ask me my perfectly honest opinion, um, just because that's like the the end point of cla- classic Castlevania, and what better way to end put what may I don't know. It's it that's just me. I love Rondo of Blood a lot. That's my favorite Castlevania game. Um, oh, and I finally returned to Tales of Vesperia. Uh, after putting it off for too long, um, and I thought I was um, the at the end because the way it was building, I'm like, okay, this is the end. We're gonna do. Oh wait, no, I'm not. What do you mean it's not over? What do you mean there's a big thing invading from another dimension? What do you mean I have to go find these three other m- mysterious elemental beings? All right, fine, fuck it, whatever. Let's just do it. Like I'm, I'm at the point. And I hate this about myself where I get an RPG sometimes where I'm like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I just want to beat this already. And I hate myself about that. And I, I think, and I don't do that with every JRPG, but I don't think Tales of Asparagus is, is sticking as much as I want to. Like, I liked a lot of it, but like, I just felt like it was about to end and now it's not. And I, But I, maybe I'm in the end game now? I don't know. Maybe... I'm gonna beat it just because I want it done already, and I'm I'm probably I'm probably gonna turn the battle mode to easy just to just to breeze through some shit. I'll probably keep it as normal as long as I can. If I get to a difficult boss fight, just turn it on easy and just let me push through because I really don't care at this point. 
usually when I get to the point where you're at, I usually uh, just look up how far I am from the end. I don't want to do that because I'm scared because I've heard <laughs> mythical things about how long Tales of games can be. So I'm scared. They're like, oh, you're barely halfway there. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm never going to do this again. Um, it, it, I'm like, It's still fine. The combat's still fine. The music's great. I love the characters and that's what's pushing me through. But I'm like, god damn, man. Like, come on. Um, let's... Like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's still a perfectly fine game. It's, I still don't regret it for being my first choice. It's just, I am I guess, like, I wasn't mentally prepared on how long this journey would be. Um, but that's all I've really been playing. Not, not So, you know, I didn't want to bore everybody to Mortal Com- with Mortal Kombat yet again. So I decided to change things up a bit. Um, so, yeah. that's That's it for me. Speaking of long journeys, my journey of Destiny 2 continues. Uh, so yeah. over the weekend, <laughs> I decided to join up and get some uh, some more raiding done. Uh, finally conquered that fear, so I, I no longer fear about being the noob in raids now, which is great. Uh, so I can just join up and beat them. Uh, we had one guy... Um, that was in a looking for group, and we kept asking him to join our Discord. I, I shared the story in our Discord, and no one responded, but... Um, we kept asking him to join Discord so we could talk with him, and he just says he couldn't download it. And I mentioned, there's like there's like uh, countries that don't allow it, so maybe he's in China. And one of the other guys is like, well, if you type in Tiananmen Mare's, uh Square Massacre over and over, it'll boot him because China doesn't want him to see that. And so one guy did, and it actually booted him from the game. And we just lost our minds thinking, like, did that really just happen? He be we basically booted him from his own looking for group like session. It's crazy. Um <laughs> just lost our minds with that. It was hilarious. Um So I got my midnight coop. Uh new season's coming soon, June fourth. Looking forward to that. Uh not a whole lot of info goes out on that yet. Uh there's uh some changes in some of the the way socks are going to be working, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and then I also played some Octopath Traveler, and I s- decided to start off as the uh, the seaside uh, merchant. Is it a girl or a boy? I think it's a girl, right? Yeah, Tressa is a girl. Yeah, so Tressa uh, was her. And then I didn't realize that... The way the the different paths work is that you have to go to each town and talk to the person in order to act to, to get them in your group, and you can do the thing where like check out their backstory or not. So, but it it feels like it's like kind of immersion breaking because all you're doing is just going up to them and it's like join your party, yeah. Instead of like actually having a real like connection between the characters, it's just like mm. you just walk into town, ask this dude to like work with you. It's like all right. Like they join you just because they're a party member, not just because, because they're yeah, just connection. because they're a character in the game. That's cool. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because so it's so, basically so. implied that they take care. Like you're meeting. Like the way I see it is that you're meeting them after everything has been done, technically, and you by going through like talking to them first, they're kind of telling their tale. So that's what I perceived it as. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not have... it's that's that's my own personal headcanon. Yeah. For me it's just like it feels like I'm just going up and saying It's disjointed, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like disjointed. Um I would have preferred if like after chapter one 
you could like back out into a menu and then hit the other chapters uh, for the characters, um, and then join up after that. Because I don't want to walk around the whole uh, world trying to get my party together, like uh, like, and make it <laughs> not feel like natural. Um, I think uh, what was it? Um, Saga Frontier was a little bit better in that, where you could pl- play each character's story at the beginning. Like yeah, or even like uh, uh, Secret of Mana two or second did season three or whatever, <laughs> um, where like each each character has like a unique uh, intro part, but then like when whenever you find them in the game, yeah, you get a brief little little bit of that, but like their introduction into the game is natural. It's just you're following the story of whichever character you started with. Sure. And when you run into the other characters, they're just part of your story, regardless yeah. of who you chose. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, is it like that for all of them, or is that just for like one of them? Because the guy that, that that I'm meeting up now, he's a mercenary, so I figured maybe that's a little bit more jarring than the other ones. What do you What do you mean? I don't understand. The so, question. so like, he's a mercenary, right? So you can just go up to him and be like, "Hey, I want you to protect me." Like that's my idea of that. But is I mean, each one of them kind of like that? Pretty much, yeah. You go okay. into it. It's it's the same thing. You go into a town. You can talk to them. You don't have to talk to them. No, you don't um, have to. Yeah, you don't. You can completely ignore them if you want. Yeah. Um, and then you'll like you'll talk to them, and then they, do you want to hear their story? And for me, I I just I just heard their story, and I would just like, okay, this time I'm gonna do this chapter, and I'm gonna do this in this order in this sequence based on either level or whatever. Okay. Um, by the yeah. way, go for the dancer because she has a cool ass gimmick that can get you leveled up super super fast. <laughs> it's risky, but it's fucking worth it. Yeah, so that's um that's Octopath. I like the battling system where uh, each one you have to break their guards and then you get uh, an extra turn pretty much, and you can also boost up your character to attack. Uh, I think up to four different times. Yes, uh, in one move, which is pretty neat. Um, I like all that stuff. That's just pretty cool yeah wait till you um start like uh getting other classes and stuff like that and experimenting yeah. and it, yeah, it experimenting get, it, with like different weaknesses and stuff oh it gets so much fun yeah. and so, like i don't know if you can you can probably break the game if you know what you're doing but like me i'm an <laughs> idiot and like i had a fun time like t- like for me when i was choosing second class second classes i was like well you're this so i think logically you would be this um so that's just how i operated mm-hmm yeah, I'm, I like experimenting with um, just how many free turns I can get in a row, because <laughs> because <laughs> you can like cheese the way the 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 order is in the um, in the game for each uh, f- each turn. Uh, yeah, and yeah, again, like I just like breaking the uh, the game mechanics in that kind of way. Um, so that's pretty fun. Uh, haven't played a whole lot else though. Um, pretty much just that stuff. I've been mostly like reading and watching TV and stuff. <laughs> so, um, so moving on into the news, guys. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie is officially delayed. Who saw this coming? I mean, not, not one me, actually. Yeah, I really? thought figured they would have kept that date and say fuck the animators. You're getting it out by November. 
I I said my piece. I assumed they already had a backup design. We're just going to swap it out. Oh, that that conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's not I, that unrealistic. I immediately thought that they were just going to um, push it out as soon as they announced that. I'm like, there's no way uh, they'll get it ready in time. So, anyways, uh, it's been delayed from November 8th to February 14th, 2020. So now you can go to... You can give your girl a ring and then go see Sonic get some rings. I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, I'm already lonely on Valentine's Day anyway, so why not spend it with the blue hedgehog? He, he'll give yeah, you a some, ring. Something, something blue yourself. I don't, I don't know. There's <laughs> yeah. a joke. I you. mean, the thing is, the movie's yeah. still gonna suck. Like, it's... Yeah. It, like, 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 some people on Twitter are like, oh my god, it's gonna be better now. I'm like... It might be more enjoyable because it's going to look like the same fur head you knew before, but yeah, uh, nothing about the movie is different. Yeah, still going to see the same script, same you know bland Jim Carrey as as himself, and uh, he's the best part actually. I mean, it's still Jim Carrey. I mean, that's fine. It's it's it is what it is. Uh, never said he wasn't going to be the best, but like you know what you're getting. Um, I I don't know. It's like it's it's. I guess it's a win. I don't know. I'll probably see it. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I like about this is, like, they they seem to know exactly what they're doing as far as, you know, the promotion here. Because they've got Sonic's gloved hand holding up the sign. So it's like, hey, we're going to give him gloves. Which, I mean, cool, I guess. <laughs> but... Yeah, like that. That was very intentional, I think. Hmm. Um. So, keeping in the vein of entertainment realm, uh, PlayStation Productions to adapt Sony games for film and TV. You uh, know, they tried a streaming. They tried the streaming thing, and it failed miserably. What was their streaming thing? They did exactly. They did. Um. There wasn't PlayStation stuff, but like they had streaming original content. If you had. It was like 2013-ish. They had a couple of shows, but like nobody yeah, watched. Yeah, that them. was the problem, though. Is it wasn't Sony stuff. It was just a production company that like showed things on PS4. Yeah. It was. There was uh, Powers was one of them. Yeah, and it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. I I tried to watch it. I gave it the benefit of the doubt, and it wasn't great. Um. But this is just, like, adapting Sony properties for, like, traditional media, which is the way that should be done. Taking other people's properties and putting them on your gaming system is just goofy. And not in a Kingdom Hearts way. Um, but it's kind of telling... I don't know if we're going to get there, but it's kind of telling that the first thing that they've announced is the Twisted Metal TV show. And in that release, they had to explain what Twisted Metal was because it's been so long. Yeah. So not a great start. Yeah. Although I will say if they adapt Twisted Metal Black, because that's the only one I care, only one I actually like, the PS2 one, because that one's actually dark and pretty interesting. Like, you could, I think you could do an interesting Twisted Metal Black, like make it about a psychological thing, but like have cool sequences with like gigantic vehicles with missiles. But like, I, sure, why not? Whatever. It's just... It can't be as trash as anything else on the market, so why not? Yeah. The thing that makes me think a Twisted Metal series could work is the Mortal Engines. 
Because that was kind of like, it was Twisted Metal meets, like, Pacific Rim. Kind of. <laughs> Except with, like, a like a Bioshock Infinite feel to the cities. Um, I actually really liked that movie. But it's that idea of, like, these big structures that are, are kind of, like, you know, human. Because there's people on them. Like, just going at it. Um, and there's an extended sequence where there's, like, a big one, like, chasing a few smaller ones, trying to, like, absorb those civilizations into its larger, like, cityscape. Um, and that's what I kind of think of, is, like, you know, a competition with, like, sentient vehicles. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they could just do the first game. Like, there was a lot more camp to the first games, like, on PlayStation 1. A Tristan Metal Black might be the one that's most well-known. But it's also like visually kind of bland, I think. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of lot of grays, a lot of blacks. It's not yeah. Visually... The first one was was live action, wasn't it? No, it was still CG. But there was um, there might have been like certain sequences, but I think it was primarily CG cutscenes. Maybe the endings were uh, live action. Yeah, I just remember the priest ending freaking me out because he got crucified to a wall. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, like, the, the first games, like, there was, like, the toy room, and, like, the bedroom, I mean, and, uh, like, stages like that that were really cool looking and kind of, you know, mixed up the variety of, of places you could race. Um, this seems like something that would be done by, like, Justin Lin. <laughs> like that just crazy Fast and the Furious feel. Yeah, just get those people to make it. Yeah. But, of course, it's also still the Uncharted movie. But I don't know if that's part of this or if it's a separate thing that they, you know, licensed it's out before. Pr- it has to be a separate thing because of the because of how contracts work. There's no way it's under this deal. Yeah, probably because that, so... that's that's going into production. I think. I think hmm. it's been in production kind of loosely. Yeah, because it was a, they lost the director and then now they're back on track, but it's still in the writing phase and it's yeah. It's they casted like a young kid, right? Because they're doing like an origin it's story. Tom Holland. Yeah. That's right. That's weird. This all just reminds me of the Xbox Entertainment Studios that lasted two years. Is that the one where they like went to that one place and found a whole bunch of? Um, they found the dumpster place where they dumped all the Atari games or whatever. All the- yeah, they had one about the video game crash. Yeah, yeah, it was like a documentary. Yeah. That's all and I they remember. They did the uh, the Halo show that wasn't good. It was okay, but uh, what, was it wait, did did it come out? Well, no, there's a different one that's going to stars. That's still coming, like, okay. later this year, next year, something That was like that. the one with Steven Spielberg, right? Uh, yes. Okay. But this was, like, a miniseries that they put out. Okay. Um, it went on Xbox first, and then, like, was put out elsewhere. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Fall of Reach? I don't, I don't remember. Or something. Uh, here, let me... Halo TV Apparently they also uh, were behind humans. I don't know if you guys seen that. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, it's Showtime, not Stars. My bad. No, I don't want that. I want the old <laughs> series. Like the... <laughs> Forward into Dawn. There it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall of Reach was something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, it was a mini-series leading up to Halo 5, I think it was. Yeah. And it was okay, but like it was all just people. Yeah, and, I don't. I don't yeah. have a lot of a lot of faith in these kind of you know PlayStation making a production. They have a lot of really good studios they could use. Uh, I just don't see this being a good thing. <laughs> yeah, or not studios, properties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Like, I know Sony is, uh, is in a whole lot of different things, and they have their own pictures stuff. Yeah. But that's not the same thing as PlayStation. You know what's yeah. weird, though? Is that they use Spider-Man as, as, like, one of their images. I'm like, that's that's not y'all's. That's, <laughs> why are... That's... Wait, that's not how... The, well, I mean, technically it is Sony's, but, like, you would think they would have put something else there instead of Spider-Man, which is owned by Marvel. Well, no, actually, it's owned by Sony. They made a deal with Marvel to distribute. Right, what, what I'm saying is that you think they would have put, like, one of their own original first-party things and not Spider-Man. Is this just, it, I just found that funny. Technically, Spider-Man on PS4 is a first-party game. It, it technically is, but it's owned by a third company. It's, it's, it's stupid, it, but it's just like it, it's a bit. It's a bit killer, and it's. I'm saying, like, if they made like a like a you know movie or TV sequel to that universe, Spider-Man, it would fall under the purview of PlayStation Productions. It would not be a Marvel thing or whatever. Because like Sony is making it's, other it's weird. You know, Spider-Man just, properties that aren't connected to the MCU and that yeah. kind of thing. It's so. just weird to me. It's all. It is. That is very weird. But, like, we had the, the Ratchet and Clank movie a few years ago. That wasn't bad, but, like, that tied into the new game. So, like, if they do things like that, where it's, like, you know, kind of having a movie that ties into a game and kind of having those things play Movie tie-in games? Like, th- that's the kind of thing that could be cool in this way. I don't think they're going to screw it up. <coughs> it's a gaming industry. Of course they're going to screw it up. Yeah. And Sony already has productions. So to say these are PlayStation productions, like under the Sony Pictures label, basically, just feels weird. Just yeah, have them be Sony movies. Why does it? Why do you need your own thing? Because we're PlayStation and we're the King Mambo. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another weird thing that we have relating to Spider-Man is Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, the Black Order trailer. That's the X-Men trailer, actually. Oh, okay. Black Order is the name of the game. Okay. Semantics. So, you know. So, Ben. Uh, so, yeah, basically this is a, as Justin said, this is the X-Men trailer. Uh, we get some nice shots of play- potential playable characters. We get uh, Magneto is officially confirmed to be a boss slash playable character. We're not entirely sure yet, but he's definitely a boss. Also, Mystique and Juggernaut are in the game as bosses. Again, not sure if they're going to be playable or not. Um, also, we uh, get some very cool shots of certain characters heard in the Power Stone. I won't say who they are just because, uh, spoilers, you may not want to know, you know? Um, but uh, definitely one of the bigger surprises, though, is that Psylocke is going to be a playable character in this game. And, and that she looks has. So good. Me- huh? And she looks so good. Yeah, she looks good. I like her. I like. She's not, she's not quite Jim Lee, but. Or it looks like Jim Lee's design, but there's enough in there to make me think I'm a 13 year old boy again anyways um Nightcrawler looks great um I love that they basically got the same voice actors from the uh last time the X-Men had animated series it's the same Magneto it's the same Nightcrawler it's of course Steve Blum just always plays Wolverine no matter what I'm pretty sure he signed like a blood contract with Marvel at this point um (laughs) there are there are some interesting things though that weren't that that aren't highlighted in the trailer but there's vision in the background of certain trailers, and a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be playable, which I really hope so, because it would be badass to play Vision. Um, also, it seems like they're going to try to change things up in levels, because there's a section in this trailer that highlights Juggernaut chasing uh, your team, whoever they happen to compromise of, through the expansion. So basically, you're running from the Juggernaut meme bitch, uh, So which I think that's pretty fun. Um, 
so yeah, this this uh, this looks really really good. Um, interesting enough is that there's a lot of speculation that uh, at the beginning of the trailer you see a picture of Cyclops, uh, basically the X Men, Cyclops, Colossus, um, and some of the X Men that we saw in the trailer. That hopefully that and, and a lot of those characters that are in that picture are playable. So hopefully this means both Colossus and Cyclops will be playable. I really hope so because. More X-Men, and also Cyclops hasn't been in one of these games since um, Marvel Minds 1 on the Xbox, as he was DLC only on the Xbox for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I want this game already. Like it, People are saying that it looks bad. I actually, like Graphically, I think it looks really sharp. Yeah, it looks fine. Like, you know, I... I, I think people I think people's standards are a certain way like considering how Marvel how Spider-Man for PS4 looked but I think yeah. it looks I think it looks fine especially when it's in the um, heroic camera mode when you get to mm-hmm. see like from the ground level I think it looks really good um, yeah I mean like it's got a good art style to it the yeah. characters have like <clears throat> some nice detail and texture to their costumes and yeah like yeah, it's and, Ultimate Alliance. Like, it's not going to look amazing. There's like a bunch of things happening on screen. Yeah, and and I'm I'm glad. And like this trailer kind of solidifies even more so that they're not repeating the same things from Ultimate Alliance two by keeping it grounded and keeping it to like one storyline. While they are adapting a Infinity Stone storyline because of the movie, more than likely, it's it's involving all sorts of different players from the Marvel universe, and that's you know. That's what Ultimate Alliance, that's what made Ultimate Alliance really fun, the first one at least, was that it was a road trip through everything, and that seems to be the thesis of this trailer and any other trailer they've shown. Also, anybody who's curious, um, go to GameInformer.com, uh, plug, this is, we are not paid by Game Informer to say this, but they've been getting a lot of exclusive content uh, for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, um, other people have been uploading to their channels, which you're wrong for doing that, um, I think, yeah. at least I think you are. Um uh, so if you want some good stuff like that, like some gameplay videos or new trailers, they, I think they're getting them all up until the end of this month. So there's some pretty good stuff there too, some new playable characters. Uh, but I just I just want this game to be out now. Bottom line, under two months. Yeah. Uh, another new game we have is uh, Until Dawn. Developers made a new horror game called Man of Medan. Uh, will release in August. So, Supermassive Games has confirmed that their new horror game, Man of Medan, uh, will be released on August 30th. Pre-orders are up on Amazon right now for $30. Uh, you also get early access to Curator's Cut if you pre-order. Uh, and it'll be free later on this year. Uh, this looks pretty cool. It's like, um, it's, uh, it's all located on, one, on a boat. So, you know, scary stuff at sea. Makes it even scarier. Uh, since your five friends set sail on a holiday diving trip with the rumored World War II wreck to find, as the day unfolds on a, uh, and a storm rolls in, their trip soon changes into something more sinister. Who will live? Who will die? It's all down to you. Can you save them all? All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Horror games don't do anything for me. Yeah, I liked um, Until Dawn. Until Dawn was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Was, yeah. It was a very Amazing. fun movie to watch. <laughs> yeah, because I can't. I, I would. I would actually play it, but I don't have PS4. But it was very fun to watch. Also, yeah, you, I, wa- I watched cat, mostly too. So. No, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> um, something, uh, something weird that came out out of left field this week. Uh, play date. Yeah, this seems kind of cool. 
It's like a, it's like a portable, um, it's basically like a Game Boy, but the games are located on the uh, device itself, and it's got a black and white screen, uh, <laughs> it's got a crank on it, that's so weird. Um, Justin, you want to talk about some more of this? Yeah, so, this, I think this was, like, I feel like we talked about this a while back, but it wasn't called Playdate or anything. It was just, like, a thing where you got, like, a new game every day, and you didn't know what that thing was going to be, but, like, you know, whatever came out, you could play. And this is basically that, but on a, on a, on a little handheld. Um, so, it has, like, like Thomas said, a black and white screen, like, very simple, but also kind of high def. Like, it's two colors, but it's all very clear, you know, good quality screen. Yeah, it's sharp. Um, fairly big, too. Uh, it has a D-pad, A and B buttons, and, yes, a crank. Which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> we don't know many of the games yet, because the whole thing is that they're releasing a new game every day. Uh, so, I can't remember what they said. Uh, but every game that's coming out for it is included. Um, yeah, I can't find, I can't find where it says. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so there's 12 brand new games coming out for this handheld, coming out one each week. Oh, I thought it was one each day. Okay. So 12 games, one each week. Um, and we don't know what any of them are except for the one that they've been showing off, like with the device. Uh, because they want to keep them a secret until they come out. So it's, it's kind of like a new present every week where like a little light on the device will flash. And it's like, oh, it's new game day. And you just get to boot it up and see what's been added. Like they're all already preloaded. They just release, you know, when when it's time for the games to come out. But you don't have to buy them or anything. You just buy the device. Yeah. Which admittedly isn't terribly cheap. But yeah, it's $150. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I actually, I expected it to be cheaper because it's not that fancy but if these games actually have some merit to them then maybe it'll be worth it but it's kind of a cool little novelty thing and actually i really like that it's yellow like that's just (laughs) that's a that's a me thing but um yeah the game they do show has a little robot and you i guess you just use the crank um and you crank it forward to have him move along the scrolling screen and like interact with things that you stop it on um and if there's something dangerous, you can kind of crank it back to make him walk backwards and avoid the thing coming by and then keep cranking forward to keep going forward. It's a really cool little idea. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a like a time mechanic. Um, and it folds into the device when you're not using it. So it just kind of tucks in, you know, out of the way. Uh, oh, actually, I guess it is kind of a time thing because the, the game that we know about is called Kranken's Time Travel Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they said some games use the crank exclusively, which like this one. Uh, some don't use it at all. Some use a combination of buttons on the crank. It's a it's a very cool, like unique idea. Um, and I guess they're calling the, tw- the 12 games included uh, in the first 12 weeks season one. <laughs> so it's possible there will be more in the future. Uh, but yeah, this is just kind of a nice little like it's literally like a pocket gaming device. That comes out with a new game every week for free. Um, yeah, this is it's just you don't see this stuff every day. Yeah, it's for sure, cool. it's very unique. Uh, it's, yeah, it's made by the guys at uh, Panic, 
who, if you don't know them, they published uh, Firewatch and the Untitled Goose Game. So, they got some weird stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention was that some of the game designers, like uh, Keita Takahashi, Zach Gage, Bennett Foddy, and Sean Inman, uh, are signed up to make games for this. So I don't, I don't know if you guys know who any of those are, but I know who Bennett Foddy is, and he made uh, like Quop and uh, Getting Over It. So some like fun, unique. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like movement games. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I can see some people doing some really cool stuff with this. Yeah. Like a, a racing game, or like the faster you crank, the faster your car goes. <laughs> As you turn, you know, side to side with the D-pad. <laughs> Justin, time to come to bed. I'm cranking it. <laughs> Leave me alone. This, this It'd probably be biking, actually, but still. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Seeing the crank just reminded me of this other podcast I listened to where, like, they're older guys, they're like in their forties, and they would talk about how their i their iPads are so old that they have to crank it like with a coal. And this is all it reminded me of. So I was like, "Oh shit, they put a crank on there." That's funny. <laughs> Inside jokes. Yeah. You got to crank your game console to make it work. So that's funny. I like that. Uh, so we have next news story is Sony's official video comparing the performance of PS4 Pro versus next gen PlayStation. Uh, we had some info about this before with the uh, the loading times. Um, there's also some slides that came out. I, I don't know where I put that. I lost that. Um, I'll see if I can find it, put it in the show notes for later. But it, it kind of like just went down the rules of what the PS4 is going to be compared to the next gen, and the next gen is mostly going to be streaming. Like You'll still have your backwards compatibility with discs and stuff, which is like really cool. But, uh, Smart move. It seems like they're going to be focusing on streaming. They're going to introduce 1080p streaming, which I didn't even realize they weren't even at 1080p. Uh, Wouldn't uh, that be based the, on the your s- internet connection, though? Stadia. What is the Google thing called? Stadia. Stadia. Stadia is supposed to be doing that, and it can do up to 4K if your system can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like 1080p isn't standard yet. Yeah. Because Stadia is not even out yet. It so. makes sense. Because it's a lot of information to stream at 1080p. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like the stuff that the test stuff that like Xbox has been doing and things like that has been 720, but like a quote unquote very clear 720. <laughs> and I, I remember also seeing the um, like Xbox, not Xbox, uh, Microsoft and Sony are partnering up to like get the streaming stuff to work. So that's wild. Yeah. I've seen some of, that, some of that too. Like I saw that, that some people at Sony didn't know that there was a deal between them and Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wild to like be reminded of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got anything else to say on this? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, it's impressive, but yeah, it's cool. I just mm, give me my physical. Uh, yeah, cloud computing with a solid state drive for performance just makes me feel like we're not going to have room to actually store any games physically. <laughs> um, this is why I'll stick with Nintendo. I I, I I embrace my digital future. Get rid of all my shit. There's so much shit in my house. Um, I mean, I tried to update my 
uh, switch storage to 128 gig micro SD card, and it took forever and didn't even work. <laughs> I keep forgetting to check Mortal Kombat, see if I actually have my my. Uh. I haven't played anything but Hyrule Warriors, so I transferred all the stuff over, but it didn't work, and I had to re-download everything. But I haven't actually checked like the save data or anything. I, I did. Downloaded. I mean, I did it, and so. it worked perfectly fine. It took about an hour. You just like copied and pasted pretty, it over. Pretty much. Well, it didn't work for me. Oh yeah, I just dragged dragged the files, and then it took it took longer than I expected. But I'm like, oh, okay, Dragon no drop. problem. Because I had to format the card on the switch, and then take it out and move the games over to it, and then put it back in the switch, and it said there was nothing on it. Mm. Didn't even format it. I just straight up did that, and it worked. Uh, maybe formatting was my downfall. Haha! I once I did something right. Yes, <laughs> I followed the instructions. <laughs> so. The instructions are wrong. <laughs> Justin, would you play a Game of Thrones video game? Uh, there was a Game of Thrones video game, and it was pretty bad. Is that the Telltale one? No. There was another Game of Thrones video yeah, game. Yeah, there was one what? that was before that. Yeah. Yeah. I never owned it, but I saw a friend play it because he was super into Game of Thrones and loved like Skyrim and stuff like that. <laughs> and he was like, he was really into it for a little while, and the next time I saw him, he was like, I'm still playing this, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's so gl- like, like, watch. I can, I can make the glitches happen. And he just started doing things, and it, like, the game freaked out. Like, they were features. The glitches were features. Yeah, yeah. That I don't think a lot. I don't think many people know about that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's look it up. It's 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 a hoot. Yeah, it, um, it's a hoot. But what it if tried I tried to be Skyrim? But it's not. But what Sorry. if I told you that this was made by the Dark Souls guys? So it'll be the Dark Souls of Game of Thrones games? Yes. It would actually be that. Can I burn a town full of innocent people? You could probably kill everybody, yeah. I mean, the Dark Souls games allow you to kill NPCs and, like, shopkeepers and stuff, so... Alright. There you go. You won me over. <laughs> uh, so, Gem- Gematsu... Uh, report first claim that the unannounced game is collaborated with the Tokyo-based Dark Souls and Sekiro uh, developer. Sekiro. From that's a spe- that's a t- that's a typo. From, I think it's supposed to be Sekiro, right? Se- Se- I thought it was Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro, yeah. Um, anyways, the I and the R are flipped. Uh, developer from Software and VGC sources confirm. That this is indeed the case. The unannounced title is said to be an open world game featuring horse riding with Bandai Namco Entertainment set to pu- publish. Uh, collaboration. That's the thing they promote in a Game of Thrones game? Yeah, horse riding. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Uh, collaboration <laughs> sees George R. R. Martin working with another renowned fantasy creator, uh, Hade Taka Miyazaki, whose Dark Souls series has earned critical acclaim and sold more than 10 million copies. Miyazaki's. Oh my god, it's not a typo. They think that's the name. No. They did it again. Yeah, they did it again, but I don't think that's the name. No, it's not the name, but they think it's the name. Sekrio. Yeah, it's, 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 it's IR, yeah. They misspelled it. Yeah. Good going, videogamechronicle.com. In related news, it has Sekiro. Like, mm-hmm. other stories they've put out, it says Sekiro. Mm-hmm. But this one has multiple instances of Sekrio. <laughs> uh, it has been suggested that George R. R. Martin in collaboration will be unveiled at E3 in June uh, unable to verify this information at the time of publishing so 
Look forward to E3. Uh, there was some stuff coming out. Like, we didn't really cover it because there's just kind of speculation stuff. But um, Microsoft has been kind of uh, changing their icon, like their, their social media presence with a lot of, like, ice and fire-based uh, icons. Really? So there's been speculation um, that they are getting an exclusive Game of Thrones game, which could be this. Like, that would be a big exclusive for them. Mm, okay. I, I I was trying to look up to see if they still have those images or not. Do they not? It was like the <clears throat> uh, the Xbox logo was covered in fire, and they had a post out a little while ago. Okay. Uh, Xbox, let's see. Oh, no, they changed it back. Yeah. But I don't remember what that post was, if I can find it real quick. I'm interested. Like... I'm not as fascinated with the Dark Souls games as some of our friends are. Um, but I, yeah. I always play them and then just never finish them. And I do enjoy, like, the, uh, the real-time combat with them and, like, the strategy involved. It's just... It's... It's very, um, it's very demanding, though. So yeah. I never finish it. I'm not a fan. I, I actively <laughs> do not like them. I stay away from them. So I'd be interested in seeing a Dark Souls uh, version of Game of Thrones. It'd be weird. Jeez. Xbox tweets a lot. Everyone tweets a lot, man. I guess so. You have to tweet at least ten times a day. If you're not doing how's that... Is, how, how else is, how is a Cybernet supposed to track you? <laughs> oh, so I guess... It, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. There could still be something coming. But I see now that the... Uh, that stuff is leading up to... A special Game of Thrones themed Xbox One console. Oh. I missed this post entirely, I guess. I remember when I first saw that, and then a lot of people thought, like, oh my god, we're gonna get a Microsoft character in Smash and thought we were a banjo. Like, no. Probably not. It'd be hype, though. Probably it's be. a really ugly console, by the way. Um, so, final news story of the day is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, demo to launch soon. Game is split into two parts. So the following information comes from Square Enix Publishing localization branch may not be correct. Not all the info may be correct. According to the report, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake is actually divided into two parts. First, one ending where the original game's first disc ended and report also claims that the playable demo will be ma- made available after the E3 next month. Uh... Part one ends when Aerith goes into the water. <laughs> nice, good job. Uh, <laughs> she takes a, takes a little swim. Uh, apparently, materia is shown on almost all weapons. Uh, they do not appear in accessories, nor do accessories appear on your character model. Uh, different weapons will, however, appear Whack. on your model. Example is a rune blade will be on Cloud's back if equipped during and exploring. I'm pretty sure that was kind of like in Seven. They didn't have the accessories shown, but they had the weapons. They, they probably couldn't. <clears throat> it's neat that they have the uh, the material shown though. It's kind of like pretty- uh, it's kind of like it's not that hard. I mean, there's like five colors. Yeah, I know. You just have it, you know, show those colors <laughs> in whatever order. Yeah, but it's kind of like putting the uh, Infinity Stones on your weapons. Yeah, true. It's cool. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the coding of it, like, you would expect it out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, different weapons have different triangle heavies, so different uh, abilities. 
Runeblade will have the cleave. Buster Sword will have Punisher. Um, regular hits or chip damage. Main damage will be from heavy combo finishers and, of course, massive limit breaks. Using magic will consume ATB with MP. Get more games as the game progresses. There's a lot of here, so like, let me know if I need to stop. Yeah. Uh, some well, just to just to clarify here, real quick, like this is the kind of stuff that actually makes me a little more excited about the game. I wasn't here when you guys were talking about you know the reveal and everything. I wasn't super excited by that. Like the action RPG elements didn't get me going or anything. But if this is how it actually works then it basically means, like, ATB is active time battle. Like, that's the old, like, time, or an old uh, turn-based battle system that Final Fantasy games used to have. Yeah. Um, so if it's basically where the the bar still charges, like the old turn-based games, but you can kind of do, like, little chip attacks in the meantime, kind of like, you know, little, little mini cob... Like, if you're thinking of fighting game, it'd be like, you know, light punch, light kick... Uh, while you're building up your heavy punch and heavy kick and, like, your specials. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that's how it works, that's actually kind of cool. And then using things like your magic and your limit breaks and stuff like that needs to still have those bars filled. It's like an like EX in move. the old games. Yeah. So it's like you're... It's active in that you are continuing continuing to attack while your bar is filling up. So it's not just, like, waiting. Like, I, I get that that's kind of boring. Um but you're not doing much damage with those. It's just kind of, it's a clicker game until it builds up and you can use your actual attacks. Wow. And that's really cool. I love I love that idea. Uh, some of are going to be like a cutscene like the originals, um, which kind of bums me out because those can take forever, especially the Knights of the Round. Uh, <laughs> They're cool once or twice and you're like, all right, let's get this. Yeah. Um, Except in Final Fantasy VIII where you want to just build up their boost. Or in newer Final Fantasies where you can fast forward that shit. True. Uh, or in ten where they fight alongside you. Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I like that. There's going to be one new summon called uh, Amarok. Uh, appears to be a wolf and causes darkness in addition to damage. That's pretty cool. That's nothing terribly new. That's Finrar. It'll probably be named to Finrar when it actually comes out. The way you thought I was going to be a rock monster and I was going to get rock puns, but I'm disappointed. Sounds like a Pokemon, doesn't it? A little Kinda. bit. Isn't that a like close to a Pokemon? What? Oh, Marowak. Never mind. Okay. Overworld map is almost seamless. There's zones. There will be roads and methods of transportation. It is open world. Vehicles like the tiny Bronco work yeah. almost exactly the same to beginning. Being able to go into lighter water. Uh, there will be items available occasionally on the field. Chocobos will, of course, be obtainable after the farm. Uh, they have really made an effort. To make each town feel lived in. Uh, you don't have to read Yeah, I know. I'm just, like, parsing through some of this <laughs> crap. That's just, you know, fluff. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing I think is interesting, just to kind of cut ahead, um, give you a spot to, to give you a second to look. Sure. Uh, there will be demos on the game floor. So, basically, at E3, they always have, you know, special presentations that we never get. But so presumably that demo is also the one that's going to be on the PSN shortly after E3. So I always like when they do that. There's usually one or two demos that actually make it to home, and it always makes us feel like we get to be part of E3. So that that's really cool to me. Um, and this is the kind of game they do have to sell people on, I think. Yeah. They're changing it so much that you need to understand this is still the game you love. Yeah, and I already have some people already hating it already. Already. Um, there's going to be monster redesigns. That's pretty cool. You know, 
Except no ghost enemies. What's up with that? The ghosts are the train yard. I hated that part. Against ghosts. I mean, I hated it too, but it's... Like, there was a generation that had to live through that. (laughs) Back in my day. Uh, Shinra HQ won't have as many floors. It's going to be more dense, though. Uh, That's the kind of thing that worries me about an action RPG. Is you can't... You have to change the maps to fit... Just, like, running into enemies and fighting them right there. Like, I think Shinra is one of those areas that's going to take a hit, because it has to be a lot more open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, design for Tifa is original to the... It's true to the original outfit face is from Advent Children, apparently. Slightly more Western. Uh, Kate Sith seems to be pronounced as Ket Sith, which this is no. a crime. No, that's Tidus all over again. Get it out of here. Exactly. Cut it to the curb. Uh, has undergone no major design overhaul. His fighting style is more close up and does have bars for limit breaks. Did you guys think that Kate Sith was um, two different people instead of just a cat? I thought it was one thing. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the it's the thing controlling the road. The yeah. I always thought it was two different like. It is. People, no, but like, the, the thing is just like, uh, it's a robot, right? That he just hops into? Uh, spoilers. Oh, come on. It's a 20 year old fucking game. Who fucking cares? But this is a new one. People are gonna be playing it for the first time. When you, heard, when you look no, at I'm it, sorry. when you look at it, you'll automatically know. Throwing my okay. yellow card at that shit. Okay, so you didn't spoil Eris, but you're gonna spoil Kate Sith. I spoiled Eris? You don't have to spoil Eris because the internet spoiled Eris. Come on. Then what's the problem? Because Kate Sith, nobody cares about Kate Sith. That's why he's Kate Sith is the least used character in this game. Booyah, thank you. Uh, he is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, see, I'm unnecessarily biased for Kate Sith. Because I love that. No, hold on. Because I love the um, the playthrough that our you know friend of the pod, uh, Metal Blade, and his friend Paul did. <laughs> and... Um, they did all the voices for the characters, and Paul made Kate Sith sound like Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh god, okay, that's and it was amazing. So I love Kate Sith now okay. because he's Christopher Walken. Okay, and uh, yet when he's worse than this, he will not be Christopher. Walken. I need to go back and uh, listen, like watch that. It sounds good. Yeah, like, it's, it I mean, always... it's like it's it's long, but it's it, fun. It weirds me out, and this I'm not going to spoil this because, but like it weirds me out that Vincent is optional, yet his story actually fucking gives you context for a lot of shit. But the yeah. fucking cat thing, that's mandatory, <laughs> assholes. God. <laughs> At least, hopefully, Vincent will, like, you will get Vincent, and you won't have to, like... I have to have my friend tell me how to get Vincent. Really? So I don't miss that shit. Yes. Well, I was gonna say, lucky for you, Yuffie and Vincent are no longer optional. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. It that's says awesome. you can miss them up to up to a certain point where they then become mandatory to get. Yeah, my friend told me how to get you. My friend told me about Yuffie. He didn't specifically say just like just just do this. I'm like okay, and then he told me how to get Vincent because like I don't remember. Don't you just have to open a door in the past though to get him? I don't remember. It's convo. It's it's not something you would it, you could miss. You could miss it, but because and it's and it's out of end of it because it's the final battle right before you go into the crater uh, to fight Sephiroth. They have no dialogue, like because like, they, they, they weren't they didn't expect for you to have them probably. So yeah. that always yeah. bothers me, like unnecessary characters in RPGs. Yeah, because they can't be important. Just Star like Ocean does that be. shit a lot, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're such good characters too. 
Yeah. Vincent's always on my team. Vincent Vincent's cool. I loved him. He was a mainstay on my team. He was he was with me in the final battle when I killed that son of a bitch. Yeah, but sorry, don't come crying to me to the random person about Final Fantasy VII spoilers. They're all over the internet. You're gonna get spoiled. It's just gonna happen. I love that you can get a gun for him at like near the beginning of the game and not use it like ever. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I thought Kate Sith was the entire thing. Like, I know that it's two separate things, but it didn't register that the cat is the only thing that's Kate Sith. Okay. No, I always knew that it was it was the cat's bites. Is yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was two separate beings that formed together to create one, Mm-mm. but not really. Voltron. Yeah, but no, really, nobody nobody cares about Kate. Okay. Sith. He's so uh, cool. Golden Saucer, best part of the game. Uh, <laughs> we'll have some games that are not. Wrong. not playable yet because they're essentially replaying part of, the, of uh, a later story mission. That's Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, so it'll be playable when you arrive. Uh, in Brave for Story Beats, like, yeah. It's just like all the side that's stuff. That's just like, explaining Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, I know. That's how that it, works. Pretty much, that's all that paragraph is. Um, I hated those minigames. I, I didn't find them particularly fun. They're okay. Uh, the snowboarding one sucks. Yeah, the, I didn't like the Chocobo races either. Mm. I didn't do any of this when I first played you it. You had to do the uh, Chocobo race. Did I? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. That's when you run like, into Kate Sith. It's like six years ago when I played it. I don't remember. <laughs> I only did what I... Like, this is how I am with RPGs. I do what's mandatory, and, I'll, and if I like it enough, maybe I'll do the other side shit. I was going to play it with Lo, and we were going to do the voices in a fun way, and then but you, then you had to go and ditch us. Yeah, and then you so. had to go get a job. And... Damn. Right? Way to call him out on podcast. What Jesus. a dick. This uh, is how low starts the NWO now. <laughs> um, so dead to me. Red thirteen now has clones Cobalt fourteen and Indigo fifteen. Uh, you must that's fight them before he joins your party in the Shinra HQ, which is interesting. That's that's definitely new because there was I don't remember any instances of that happening. I remember them episode. being around, but like not actually like were they? They were they were in like supplementary lore. Yeah. Okay. And I think the idea is like the boss you fight like in the chamber, uh, where Red Thirteen is, um, was supposed to be like a weird like genetic mix of those two that went wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're fighting them instead of the like monstrosity that you fought would fight instead. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, Sid, which is fine. Sid does not appear to be smoking, but you will see evidence that he is vaping instead. Um, no, that's not what it says. It, it, clearly, he, he is clearly vaping. It says it right here. Uh, no. <laughs> He's clearly upset with the Shiro. He does that thing where, like, he just, like, like puts his, his mouth, his hand over his mouth. He's like, yeah, and then just puts it down. And then just magically blows smoke out of his out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> he has a new skill. Where did that come from? He has a new skill called smoke screen. It allows you to run yeah. away in battle. <laughs> <laughs> And leave behind a minty fresh scent. Uh, yeah, you guys already talked about Yuffie and Vincent no longer being optional. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloud will have a dress and wig in one particular scene, but it fades yeah. in, fades cool. to black, getting in and out of it, so you don't get to see any Cloud dick. Right. I can go to roll 34 for that. <laughs> you don't get to see him tuck. <laughs> tuck. <laughs> this is surprisingly good artist out there, let's just say. Uh, yeah. The Honey Bee Inn requires Gil to get in instead of a membership card. That's kind of annoying. The membership card part? I mean, getting the membership card was annoying, yeah. but it's so it's so lazy just to be like, hey, pay to get in. Yeah. 
Um, spawning minigame returns. Oh, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, full price game. Wait, as these are full games, each will be in fact. Oh, what? They're both sixty bucks. That's that's not right. If they're both full game, like it sounds like they're expanding the games out. So if you think like you know, start of the game through uh, what is it, Temple of the Agents? That's a lot of content. Yeah, that's even a, like yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's <clears throat> 20, 30 hours just normal game time. Uh, but if they're actually expanding that out and adding stuff in, I mean, that's plenty. Yeah, it does kind of suck, but it also makes Aerith more viable. Definitely. Because you I, have I, I wonder, game. did they say anything about um, Cloud's friend? Um, no, nothing Zach? has been said about that in here. Nothing has been said about Zach. Okay, because that that should be like because you that's something you will definitely miss. Cause yeah, I see them adding in more of that supplementary stuff. Yeah, just just don't include Crisis Core. Just leave that whole what? plot away. That, Some of the characters would be fine. Oh, no, like Crisis whole, Core was great. Zach's fine. But just like that whole thing, that whole other person that was with Sephiroth, that's weird. That's when it got too weird. Oh, Genesis or whatever? Yeah, like that was all dumb. That didn't need to be there. So like, like you can have Zack and, you know, the connection there, but I don't think they should acknowledge. <laughs> what about like that. Angeal or whatever his name is? I don't even know who that is. He's Business the dude Sunday that gave him the sword. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, none of that. None of that matters. Man. That ma- I like in, that in terms of In terms of Final Fantasy VII, none of that matters. So I don't think they should bring but it up. They're expanding it. That's the thing. Whatever. I guess, but like, does it? Does it? Does is it relevant to the story of what they're trying to tell with Cloud? He gave him the sword. Yeah, but the sword isn't that important. The sword isn't like a holy relic. Listen, it's not. It's not. It's just his sword. It's not part of the Final Fantasy VII story, but it is a good story. I guess to me, but anyways, just, fine. It, it, I feel like that's too much. You're too much. I know I am. This um, is why I'm going to commit seppuku after this is over. They, uh, they, they end this off with uh, signals have gone out to pre-orders to prepare. Sorry, to retailers to prepare for pre-orders. So it's possible part one at least is further along than we expect. Maybe um, they'll release part two at a later date. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it'll probably be like part one will be either like you know late this year, early next year, somewhere in those lines. Be a great holiday time. Um, and then, like, part two will be in, like, 2025 or something like that. You know? That's, whew. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I'm That's... joking, obviously. <laughs> You're joking, but it also could be true. Yeah, exactly. It That's the thing. Very well could be true. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Go play Zeta. Yeah, I'm surprised. If you want a completed RPG that's not split into two games. So, Final Fantasy VII has been released on Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. Square Enix also released an update which fixes a music bug. Um, it's been there since the original PC release. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is currently in development for PlayStation 4. So, Ben, you have to get a PS4 now. For what? For this game. For which game? The, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Did you have a I stroke? Don't... No, you were... there was a noise over when he said that, so I wasn't sure. I thought he said 8 for a second, so I was being quiet. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't... Like, I don't... I'm not... I don't... I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, the PS4s are going to go on sale anyway, so sure, why not? Yeah, for sure. They're yeah. already like 200 bucks for the base still, model. That's still too much. Um, I'll wait till like, till like under like 150 or something. Jeez. Uh, maybe a, a Black Friday deal. Yeah. I just, I don't know, dude. I just, I guess, I'm not, like, I'm excited to see other people play it. I'm not excited to play it. I'm not hating it at all. Yeah. But, like, I, I play Final Fantasy VII. 
and I can play it again the way I want to. So like I'll just I'll I'll enjoy it through others and maybe I'll play it through when it's complete. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because right. I don't want to cry again with <clears throat> Earth. I wanna Why would you I wanna play this demo that they're gonna put out. Yeah. That'll that'll make it or break it for me. Because I don't have to buy this game. Like 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 Ben said, I I played Final Fantasy Seven. I own it still, and I haven't played it again. But if it was good, it sure, I could try it. Yeah, I want to play. I have it on my Switch. I want to play it again. It's just, you know, things. It's a long game. It's a long game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's the last news for, story for the week. So, Justin, where can the people find your stuff? Uh-huh. Uh, they can find me if they look up Zero Score on various parts of the internet, like uh, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, Instagram, I guess. Twi- Twitch. I was going to say Twitter again. Um, I was going to start streaming this week, but tornado. Um, so probably next week. <laughs> like uh, I'm thinking Thursday nights. Um, again, I was going to do Monday, but then I realized, which I guess now it doesn't matter. But um, I realized that like the day I would, des- the week I would decide to do Mondays is Memorial Day weekend, and I wouldn't be able to do Monday, so I'd be pushing it off another week. But then I pushed it off a week anyway because tornado. So. Um, I'm still not totally sure yet, but I think it'll be next Thursday when I start streaming. So check that out. And Ben? Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy, where I tweet about fighting games, anime titties, and monsters. And that's it? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Okay. Only three things that matter to me in life. <laughs> And you can follow me on Twitter, CSG Thomas, on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out here at charshot.com for audio, video, and written content. Uh, check us out on Spotify. Uh, you can stream us there now. You can uh, subscribe to us on any of the other podcasting platforms. Leave a review for us there. And you can email me, thomas at charshot.com, for any questions for the podcast. And until then, guys, enjoy your games. Bye.